she's nature, nature speaks. That is, uh, it reveals to us who God is. Uh, but also through history and providence, God speaks and he's, he's showing us that he's there. Uh, and through conscience, right? Um, but general revelation, while it goes out to all men, that's why it's called general revelation, uh, it's not sufficient um, for salvation or for anything. It just, it's letting everyone know that God is there and he exists, but it does not need to acknowledge of God that leads to salvation. Um, so then we, we get to uh, the second category, or the second aspect, second way in which God speaks, which is through special revelation. Um, <clears throat> special revelation, which is through the living word, which is uh, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and the written word. Uh, uh, so throughout the scriptures, as has been revealed, so from Old Testament, to the New Testament. Um, <clears throat> and this is quite clearly what is being talked about here, right? Um, that this is special revelation that God spoke to our fathers uh, by the prophets. Uh, they were the, the prophets of the primary means, right? Uh, and now he's spoken to his son. So uh, that, 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 that is quite, it's quite clear that God speaks, and and He speaks in different ways, right? So there's a plethora of ways in which God God speaks uh, from long from long ago, uh, in all these different times, right? So you can look at He spoke to Moses in a burning bush, right? He, he spoke to Moses face to face. That's what Exodus thirty three tells us. He spoke to Elijah. Through a small, still voice, right? Uh, he spoke to Isaiah in a heavenly vision, right? He spoke to Hosea in a family crisis, to Amos, um, through a fruit, right? Uh, so, or, or it, and at times, it's, it's been his audible voice uh, that, that God has spoken, that is spoken to people different times. And uh, it's been different forms, right? So, uh, in, in each time, uh, in, in each time that God speaks, so he has been speaking from all times, as, as, it, as we see, there is, is, is evidenced by, he spoke to our fathers by the prophets, right? The fathers refers to um, primarily the, the patriarchs, so from your Abraham to Jacob, all the way down the line all the people of the Old Testament, that he, he spoke to them. Each one was given, uh, it was not a full revelation. It was incomplete, it was a portion, right? So, yeah, as it pertains to this, I mean, you have knowing um, no sort of like which corner of the world that the Messiah would belong to, right? Abraham being told which nation he would belong to. Jacob, which tribe, David and Isaiah is revealed to them, which family, Micah uh, is revealed to him, which town you come from, Daniel, which exact time period you come, and Malachi, he mentions that he is revealed to him, his forerunner who would come in the second advent, 
and Jonah is revealed to him his burial and resurrection. So all these, uh, as God has been speaking throughout history, there's been portions that have been revealed with each prophet, and no one prophet had the full revelation. Uh, <clears throat> so, and, and ultimately, that, that is uh, the difference with what, what we see. That, but in these last days, he has spoken to he has spoken to us through his son. Right? Um, in his son, we have a a fuller a, a fuller revelation and. And, and it's very final. Everything that God has to say, He has said it uh, in His Son. And all the other different, all the other times in which God has been speaking uh, through the prophets, they all were laying a foundation. They were all pointing to um, to Christ. The Old Testament is, is basically uh, full. All, all it is is a whole lot of promises, and the prophets are foreshadows. And <clears throat> now, when we come to uh, Lord Jesus Christ, he, he is the fulfillment of all of those things, right? Uh, the culmination of all of those things. That uh, the, as, the, as God spoke through the, through the prophets, were, it was a progressive revelation, progressive revelation, all of it being foundational and elementary compared to what we ultimately seeing and preparing for God's final proclamation, which he has done so. Uh, in his son is is is, being, is just revealed it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, sorry, please switch off your okay. Yes. So as I was mentioning, that all of this is culminates in uh, in Jesus Christ, who is being proclaimed, and God has spoken. Uh, and revealed and given his final revelation in, in Christ and his fullest revelation, as I say, there's nothing that he is that, that God has to say that he has not said in the Lord Jesus Christ, in his son. So <clears throat> all that God has to say, he has said through his son, and uh, there's nothing more for him to say outside of that. And I guess you, throughout throughout um, throughout human history, particularly if you remember during the Reformation, this is uh, people always wanted to hear from God, and um, the one consistent thing uh, the reformers consistently say was that uh, God has spoken. Uh, if you want to hear from God, uh, you need to read the Scriptures. There's nothing uh, outside of there's no other special revelation other than the scriptures. Uh, and the scriptures are the only infallible authority uh, from which we can hear from God, right? Uh, and so we, we, can, we, we then come to uh, uh, the particular focus. You might be wondering, so what does that have to do with anything, right? What does that have to do with uh, the dreams and visions and all of those things. Um, yeah, so back to that. Now, if 
Uh, if you remember, uh, particularly Joseph, Joseph was a dreamer, right? He, he even, well, what, what, when we first sort of encounter him, he has this dream um, where uh, I think the, the sun and the moon or something are bowing to him, or all the stars, I think they're bowing to him, and he interprets this dream, telling his brothers that he's the one that his brothers are basically going to uh, to bow before him, so to speak, and that's what culminates in his brothers thinking he's arrogant, also because he's was his fav- the favorite of their father, and they take him and sell him to slavery. Yeah, uh, but even later on, um, we get the when he's the story of uh, the guys that dream about like uh, the different the different uh, about the coming. Um, sorry, yes, the coming famine, right and. Joseph interprets the dream, and this is how God saves people and actually preserves the Messianic line. His brothers who ultimately come to Egypt uh, to look for uh, to look for food and uh, to come to look for food, and then end up come at the end of it moving back to moving to Egypt. Uh, where Joseph is ascending and he has high stature and power. All of that uh, because of dreams that we that we dreamt, right? So, uh, <clears throat> so th- th- that is quite clear that throughout the scriptures, and I mentioned the vision, right? Um, you have um, the prominent visions that we have. We have Isaiah. He has the vision. He goes. He's in heaven and he's. He sees the angels, he sees the throne of God, and he's not only in awe, but he's quite struck at just the holiness of God, just who God is, and you realize just how simple he is, and he's shaken, he's sorrowful. Um, We also have uh, John, right? Uh, John, um, in Revelation, he talks about this, he also uh, is taken to the throne room, and uh, he faints, uh, essentially, the, 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 uh, as he gets into the throne room and realizes of heaven, he has in heaven this vision, he faints. Um, and, I, and I say that to, to, to show this, right, um, that, that dreams, and, uh, uh, dreams and visions, particularly uh, as God is speaking from uh, as, as a revelation, so to speak, as special revelation, is is it dreams and visions relating to God in particular. I know um, they are no small thing. The experience is it's not a, it's not as pleasant as people make it out to say, make it make it out to be. Right, all the people you hear will say, "Ah, I've had a vision from God." It, it's always like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, I met God and Jesus, and there's all this happiness. There's all this uh, sort of pleasantness and nonchalantness about it, right? Uh, but if we, if we see, if we contrast right with what the scriptures show, how each encounter, uh, you can imagine, remember the Israelites, right? Uh, they. Uh, <clears throat> When God is 
that's sort of the experience. Consistently, it's 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 a it's a it's a woeful thing in uh, in how majestic, but also just how frightening it is. It's not a, it's not an experience people or consistent with the way you speak about it, but um, which we see is very different. Um, which we see is, is very different to the way people portray it right now. Um, but uh, he, he, coming back to um, this sort of mysticism and the continually uh, oh, looking for or, or trying to, oh, this mysticism relating to, to dreams and, and visions that people have that someone will say, I have a dream, I uh, I dreamt this, so it means this. But I think, I, I don't know about you, but I, I remember growing up, there used to be something about, oh, if you dream of an old or something, then there's like something bad is going to happen or something like that. You see, or even, even just if you dream about it, if you see it. So uh, the, the elements that, that people attach and the mysticism they attach to certain dreams or whatever, um, is clearly what I want us to look at uh, Deuteronomy 18 just to see how it addresses this issue. Deuteronomy 18 from verse 9. Um, this is what it says. Uh, when you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving, you shall not learn to follow the, abdom- the abominable practices of those nations. There shall not be found among among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter with an offering. Anyone who practices divinations or foretells or tells fortunes or interprets omens or sorcerers, right? Or sorcerers, or a charmer, or a medium, or a, or a, necromen- a, a necromancer, or one who inquires of the dead, right? And I think this does cover quite a lot of, of what the the so-called dreams that people have and the attachments that they have, right? So as it relates to all of that, so the first thing they talks about the practice of divination and divination. Um, it's seeking this knowledge of the future uh, in this supernatural way. So you you have a dream, you you start to try to uh, to concoct or interpret or, or what what it says about about your future. Um, or same thing with the fortune telling, right? You uh, that that it's telling of whether it's it's a great fortune or whatever. Whatever information that, that you are having from the dream, telling you information about a person, maybe you know, maybe you don't know, maybe someone you meet, and, and these are the sort of practices that uh, that, that were being told are found among pagans, right? Or or, or the or interpreting omens. I mentioned one about uh, you dream of an old. I think people say you're going to there's going to be a death or something awful, something like that. I, not quite sure, but and those those sort of things are. are this is what uh, Moses uh, Moses it tells the people.
going to the, uh, the promised land, right? And he's giving the final warnings. And this is what going through Moses is telling them, that these practices, this sort of practice, divination, fortune telling, interpreting omens, and all of these things which are consistent with the whole uh, visions and dreams and all of those type of things, that these are, these are practices that are, are found among these nations. These are practices that are, are found among pagan worshippers, right? And if you read later, it will tell you that um, this is the reason, actually, that you will inherit this place uh, in you inherit their land because of their opinion practices. And uh, God was going to blot out all of these nations for the same practices uh, which are involving all of these things uh, which I've mentioned, right? Uh, <clears throat> but um, this is the sort of thing that we find that people are consistently trying to involve themselves in, uh, to entangle themselves in uh, as it relates to this dreams and visions and uh, all the different omens and that sort of thing that they're trying to interpret and and look at. Um, and all of that is a, all of that, it's always a, or rather the seeking of this extra biblical uh, knowledge is people interpret that as God is speaking to them, right? And, and for one, they have not given. They have not. They, for one, they are not seeking the Bible, is what is the way that God is speaking to them. They're consistently uh, trying to to see the mystical or being mystical about how God speaks to them. But yet, God is quite clear. He speaks. Uh, God speaks clearly. He speaks. Uh, in, he speaks clearly through His Word. There, there's no. There's no sort of, there's nothing in there that, that uh, has to be, that, that has to be sort of, uh, that you need some uh, mysterious knowledge or something to understand in the same way that these dreams and visions will have. Um, and uh, this passage is, is clearly a warning for us not to get entangled in that sort of thing and to stay away from it um, and hold on to the truth of what the Bible says. Uh, oh, but not only that, but to uphold to solar scripture. The scriptures are sufficient. God has spoken. He has spoken through his son um, in a very, uh, yes, in a very obvious way. He was, it, it was, it's loud enough for everyone to hear. Uh, he has spoken through his son, and there's nothing more that God has to say. Uh, and as we seek this extra biblical stuff, we get into all sorts of uh, we all sorts of dangers that, that we engage we engage ourselves in. And I think uh, there might be people who I, I guess like push back. I've heard of. Um, or rather, as I was researching, I've heard, I, I, I read about, like, uh, that seemingly there's research that, that shows that there's about 25% uh, of Muslim converts, uh, they all claim to have had 
some sort of dream or vision uh, of Jesus coming to them and uh, that uh, telling them to go to a certain place to meet someone where they end up meeting someone which is said church uh, where they hear the gospel and this is how they uh, get converted or some people would say that they've been converted from these dreams that they have right? and I guess if, if I am being generous to to, to that sort of uh, assertion as it pertains to uh, these people that would say no I dreamt of uh, I had this I had this dream right uh Jesus told me to go to a certain place or whatever. Um, for one, I would say, is what, what is clear is that it's not normative because all of them would say, ah, no, I just heard it once or whatever. Um, so, and these people are not uh, continuing to have these dreams and visions post that. Um, yeah, that's one point. But I, I think if we are to be um, more uh more cautious, or yes, I'll say more discerning, rather. In, 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 all of these stories seem very, very dubious, to say the least, in that the, the, the verification of all of these things is seemingly, uh, there isn't enough of it that's going on. But also, if you compare, like I mentioned, the, the testimony of Isaiah and John, uh, or even Saul, right? as they meet um, Lord Jesus Christ, it's very different to what these people experience, right? There is serious trepidation that, that, that Isaiah has. John, as I mentioned, he faints. Isaiah is shaking. Saul is blinded, uh, for one. And <clears throat> so these experiences are not, they, they, they can't, they don't compare, they don't measure up to what these people would say. That they, that they resurrected Christ or whatnot, right? Um, but also, uh, Romans 10, 14 will tell us that uh, salvation comes by hearing and that uh, how will all people hear if, they, if, if people are not sent or the word of God is not preached? So uh, I don't see how, uh, how, I don't see how that is consistent uh, this, 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 this stories of these testimonies of people's salvation is consistent with what the Bible tells us about how salvation comes right? that it comes by the hearing uh, and hearing from the word of God the preaching of the word of God is what uh, leads to salvation so um, if people are getting saved from dreams and uh, these visions I, it doesn't seem to measure up uh, yeah, but also if you think about it, you never hear of the same stories um, relating to people from other religions, right? Well, converting from other religions. Uh, so I don't know if anyone is here, someone who was involved with ATR or Hindus or Confucianism, all sorts of things that have all the Mormons that, that, that have a testimony that is similar to this thing. So the question would be, why, why Muslims? What's special about them that they are seemingly getting this and not the other thing, right? Um, <clears throat> but also, and, and, and I guess the, the question will always come back to, um, as I mentioned, uh, that, that since since 
Jesus Christ, I'm sure everyone will be like, okay, yes, Jesus Christ is uh, the final revelation of, of God. And um, so what, what, what is then uh, how we measure it up, right? So you will have, um, so you have uh, uh, people affirming, okay, the Gospels, or, or rather, the Gospels uh, being uh, uh, an account of the life of Jesus Christ. And uh, same thing with the Old Testament, that Jesus has already affirmed his, uh, his divine revelation right, um, in his life while he was still here. Uh, so then the question would be, well, well, since you then affirm the rest of the New Testament, uh, why is it then, why would you now be, and since you affirm the New Testament, which was authored by apostles, why, why, why would then be different? Why, why apostles who seemingly might have had the same interaction? Uh, we had, we post the, the death of Christ had still been given divine revelation. Why would it have stopped? Why, why are you suggesting that? Uh, why are you suggesting that the that the, the apostles are not presently continuing, or that no one is seemingly getting divine revelation, right? And but but we know that uh, from yes, from Act One um, is uh, the apostles are deliberating on. The, on a point on the appointment of another apostle, uh, they talk about how <clears throat> an apostle needs to be uh, needs to testify to the resurrection uh, like they did. So one of the requirements, and what is clear, is that for you to be an apostle, for you to be uh, receiving special revelation, as it were, whether it's through your dreams, as you would say. Uh, you need to have, you need to not just uh, proclaim the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but attest to it, to, to have seen the resurrected Christ. Um, I think, uh, yes, you need to have seen the resurrected Christ, and that, that, that is what is quite clear. Uh, all of the apostles, they saw the resurrected Christ. Uh, even Paul, he saw him on the road on the road to Damascus, right? So, I doubt that there will be anyone here, anyone present, alive, who claim to have seen the resurrected Christ because that happened 2,000 years ago, right? And it's not continuing. It's, it's not presently continuing. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there are any additions, questions, or substance.